0: Ladies and gentlemen, hi. Welcome to Spectator Mode. I'm your host, J.J. Piedra, (laughs) Joshua Jeremiah. And, of course, joining me on the podcast, as always, is the incorrigible and the incomparable Keith Mitchell.
1: I don't know the meaning of either of those two words. So,
0: thank you. You're welcome. Uh, You should probably Google them.
1: You know what? Let me just do that real quick. No, you know what? I can't do that because my keyboard has melted because of the heat. 105 today, 115 tomorrow, 113 on Sunday. No, thank you much. I want to go into an icebox and just stay there for the entire weekend. would
0: not you succumb to hypothermia if you did that? I'd rather freeze than burn. Fair enough. You should now be known as Keith Keith. I guess uh, something like that. I don't know. You're frozen. Go build a snowman. Also joining us is the guy who plays a lot of video games and likes to brag about it every single week, Diego Perez. What's going on, man?
1: It's good to be back.
2: It's been a while.
0: Yeah, it's been two weeks because our fearless leader over here decided to peace out without saying anything.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Life, man, come on. You guys can do a show without me. You don't need me all the time.
0: Lies. How many of us sell them? <laughs> and also joining us, last but certainly not least, the man from Down Under, Carl Mace Smart. What's going on, man? I am
3: currently looking at toys I cannot afford. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, fuck no, I can't.
1: We'll ask Hasbro. we need these things.
3: Not just Hasbro, man. I'll i explain more later. But goddamn, trying to import these figures from from overseas is like insane.
1: Yeah, you got that problem. That's that's kind of an issue.
0: And yeah, plus you got the whole Australian currency inflation thing. So plus the overseas, you're, you're kind of like screwed like numerous ways, aren't you? Oh hell yeah! Rip you, bud. That's all I can say. is Just rip you. So mental gen. Been three weeks the hell have you guys been doing? Like, like what? My <laughs> God. It's been, like, so long. Like, I don't even know who you are anymore. Like, what have you guys been doing? What are you up to? I've been trying to keep the
1: ship going, crying because of you guys went around and doing many podcasts and dying, trying to take care of my personal life. Would you like to hear a little bit about my personal life?
0: No, it's been grim enough as it is. Diego, what's up with you?
2: Uh, besides the usual video games, I have been moving. I am in a new house now, in a new room, oh, nice. recording from a new desk. Nice. That's why I've been uh, absent for a while, but I'm back to video games and other things.
0: So I gotta ask this: You got a brand new house. Did you do naked cartwheels through it to completely, you know,
2: own it? Can't say that I did, but I probably should have.
0: Man, it's it's like the the cardinal rule: If you get a new house, you have to do naked cartwheels through it. You have to assert your ownership of that house in a manly way. That's basically the way to do it. No, no. Okay.
1: (coughs) Wow. Okay.
0: (laughs) Mace, I guess. What the hell have you have been doing for three weeks? Besides staring at figures and wishing you had more money.
3: I've been playing World of Warcraft.
0: Oh, you too, huh? Great game.
3: Yeah, I jumped back into it and leveled my paladin, and now I'm like, okay, now what do I do? Oh, look, Pathfinder for flying. Let's do that. So oh, come like on, it's easy. Rep grinds and stuff like that. Yay.
1: I am but so glad I don't play
3: that I'm game smash anymore. I'm against the wall. <sighs> <laughs>
0: So, have you tried out uh, Mechagon and Nashtar yet? Uh,
3: I have indeed. ha uh, I've actually been enjoying mainly because it's like, hey, here have a bunch of free gear upgrades. Uh, Mechagon, not so much.
0: Really, it's been actually the opposite like for me.
3: It. Well, it's it's more so because I find that it's like easier to get the upgrades through one area than is the other. Mechagon is like a really pain in the ass. Place like trying to get the trinkets and the rings and shit like that. But Magitire, it's like, here, have orbs plenty to upgrade your gear.
0: You know, Mechagon to me is more like a sandbox uh, place for a lot of cosmetic rewards more than gear. Um, yeah, you can get your punch cards and stuff through the dungeon and all that fun stuff. But it's more about, you know, mounts and toys and all other fun stuff. And it's kind of what Mechagon's all about. And you kind of do it at, you know... Your own pace, but you can also, you know, try your hand at like the, all the different types of rares out there. Each of them have like, you know, different requirements. There's like different visitors and stuff that come every day. So it keeps you engaged. But one thing I will say about Mechagon that kind of disappointed me is the fact that Blizzard touted that there was something new to do every single day on this island. And you get there and it, it seems that way for like the first week. And then all of a sudden you realize it's like the same four, you know, quests that show up just randomly and all of a sudden it's not so vast anymore. So, I'm a little disappointed in that, but, you know, it's still pretty entertaining. I hit Exalted with them, I think it was like two days ago or so, so I pretty much have stopped the whole uh, daily quest grind with them, uh, just focusing on the world quest for that Galvanic Oscillator because, you know, crafting stuff is a thing. uh, But, Yeah, I enjoyed it, though, despite its flaws more than Nazatar, because I don't don't care about Mana Pearls being the way to upgrade, the quests themselves are absolute BS. Those, uh, go around the island and collect all this crap that phases out when you try and go near it is, yeah, whoever designed that needs to be fired. That was absolutely terrible design. But that's just me. Well, but you well,
3: like it the opposite yeah, way, though, huh, Carl? Yeah, well, we, uh, you know, let, live and let live. I'm not going to jump down your throat about it, something that, like, is just a personal opinion. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying, like, essentially because I've got, I've come late in the game. So having the upgrades easily available was really good, even if it was a pain in the butt, like, the having the little follower dude that you got to drag around and all that shit. Yeah, screw that, screw that type of stuff right off. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I don't know, I'm, I haven't tried dungeons or raids or anything yet on, on my game, because I, I feel that I don't have the gear, because everybody's like, oh, you need eye level fucking 450 just to do something nowadays. It's like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> so we've, got, we, we've, got, we've gone back to the days of fucking gear score and elitism, and I'm like, fuck off.
0: Yeah, so I guess that leads me to me, what I've been doing for the past two weeks, right there with Carl playing World of Warcraft. As a matter of fact, I'm actually playing it right now while play, while doing this podcast
1: ah so you're splitting your duties i see i got you
0: yeah i'm actually doing a heroic icc run for my weekly disappointment because arthas is not going to drop invincible for me wow you're still farming that i am still farming i got mount. that i got that <laughs> yeah i know you do 11 years guys 11 years since wrath of the lich king has been out and i still don't have this mount is that pathetic or what
1: you're doing on your mage still
0: yeah, I'm still on my mage. I've been playing that mage since, well, day one of my account. Matter of fact, let me just do this for the podcast. I'm going to do a slash played. Uh-oh. And uh, most people brag that they have, oh, I got over 100 hours in this RPG. Oh, yeah? 632 days, 4 hours, 14 minutes, 53 seconds. Come at me, bro. So pretty much.
1: hours. Wow. Josh has been this game hours. for, what, so you said 600 days? So 632 632 days and 32 is 3 years. 15,168 hours.
0: There you go. My level.
1: Is that Get think, on it. You think that's a little bit of maybe, I don't know, addiction? Is that borderline addiction, perhaps, maybe?
0: It's called borderline not having a life. Oh, actually, no, that's across the borderline. What am I saying?
1: Okay, yeah, you, you, you passed that threshold. Man.
0: The fact that I actually just got the 100 Exalted Reputations achievement last night, yeah, that, that that's no life status.
1: Hey, at least you have a hobby, so I can't complain there. I, I can't fault you with that one. I have many hobbies.
0: I write for the site and I'm an author. So Yeah,
1: he is. Yeah, you know what? You're an author you got so many books and you're working on another one, so yeah, you do a lot of things.
0: Yeah, I do things and stuff.
1: Uh, Carl, I just saw that Unicron. Uh holy crap.
0: Yeah,
3: we will discuss him later. Wow. Uh Josh, can I just say say one last thing for World of Warcraft? Yeah. Would you believe I actually got the anyxia mount at Invincible in the same week?
0: That's actually pretty good. Uh, I actually got the Nixia Mount, the Azure Drake, and the uh, one-off tumen in the same week, so, beat ya. Still waiting for Ashes of Allah. Got that one. I actually got it on my second time going there to farm it.
1: I hated farming that damn thing. I never got it. I gave up.
0: Now I just sound like I'm in an gold video in a mount-off. Yeah, let, let's not play that game, shall we? No, let's not.
1: Uh, well, right. it's nice to see you two are still playing MMOs. I just do not have the passion to play them, or anything that is near that. So, like, The Division 2, dropped it. Completely dropped it. Destiny 2, uh, dropped it. I just don't have the drive anymore.
0: Of course, I'm just still playing WoW until Pantheon comes out.
1: Yeah, that's what you say right now. We'll see what happens. I'm still waiting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's still a long ways off.
1: Yeah, uh, what, although three they are, years, uh, teasing
0: That the July newsletter was delayed one week, so we're getting it next week, but they're delaying it because they have Something big that they wanted to announce, but they're working out technical details and it wasn't ready to announce yet. So they, I guess they feel one week from now, it'll be ready. So actually not even a week, it's Friday. So it's like five days away. So we're going to see exactly what they're talking about in five days from the time of this recording. And hopefully it's some good news. Hopefully it's about, you know, pre-alpha five or even the actual alpha. That'd be really sweet to hear. We'll see. We shall see.
1: All right. Uh, so, I want to take the floor here, and I want to ask you all a question about which is your favorite game so far 2019, in no particular order. Who wants to go first?
0: Uh, I guess I'll just take the reins here, because I thought of one. It's actually the only game I played a lot of in 2019 not named World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth, that's Mortal Kombat 11. I
1: knew you were going to say that.
0: Well, honestly, I mean, what other game in 2019 have I bought, aside from... The Destiny 2 expansion, which I kind of got really bored of, and the Division 2, which I also got kind of bored of. There's Mortal Kombat 11. I actually still get online and play it from time to time, Um, but just not as much as I used to, obviously, because that new game Shine is worn off, and, you know, there's only so much you can do at Mortal Kombat before you're like, alright, I killed this guy a million times, I've seen this fatality a million times, I really don't want to go back in the crypt, I mean... Yeah, that crypt is just really tedious. I don't want to farm it anymore. But, yeah, I mean, it's still, you know, we just want to blow some steam. Still a great game. I'm sure Evo's going to love it, uh, but, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, Evo's going to be great this year. I can't wait to see them.
0: Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see that rock out of Evo. Um, but, yeah, Mortal Kombat is still my favorite franchise in the fighting game genre, so obviously I would still play that game from time to time. Therefore, I got my money's worth out of it, and I still am, so... There you go, that's my favorite game of 2019, MK11.
1: Alright, All right, fair enough. Mace, what do you got?
0: Resident Evil
3: 2. Why so? Because, because Well, basically because I, one, I'm a big fan of the Resident Evil franchise, Resident Evil 2 is my favorite game in the series, and this remaster, slash, rehash, reboot, uh, change around, whatever the fuck you want to call it, just like blew my mind as to what they were going to do. Like a lot of people were originally went into it thinking, "Oh yeah, it's going to be a a simple one-to-one conversion." No, they changed the story around a bit. They have it made more sense. The the graphical upgrades were absolutely amazing through the RE engine, and it was just good to have a good solid survival horror Resident Evil game after the abomination that was Resident Evil Seven.
1: Okay. Yeah, you weren't <clears throat> you weren't too happy about that game. I still remember the conversation.
3: I remember a lot of people were not happy with me turning around and saying Resident Evil 7 is a good VR horror simulator, but it is not a Resident Evil game.
1: I have yet to play it, even though I still have a copy of it for the Xbox One.
3: I'd say still give it a go. Look, uh, like I have no qualms about the game itself as it stands as a horror game. And that's what I stated back then. I just said it was not worthy of the Resident Evil title. And oh, that's I, what everybody got pissed about. I
1: don't feel like playing it. I, I played the demo more than enough, and the demo just did not click with me. I lost any interest to playing it. Fair enough. All right. About you, Diego, what you got?
2: So it's hard to choose just one, but I do have one game that I, I like a lot this year, and that is Devil May Cry 5. Okay. Why? That game is good, man. <laughs> There's like Devil May Cry has been a blind spot for me in my gaming history until recently. I, I played through... The first four last year to prep for five. Um they're all really good three, especially. Five is on another level. I mean it's just Nero alone has so many just things to do. His moveset is so so uh diverse. And Dante, man, Dante is incredibly complex. All four styles, all these different weapons. The the motorcycle is a weapon, like it's so over the top, it looks gorgeous. I think it's on the RE engine, right? Like like Resident Evil 2 is?
1: Uh no, I think Devil May Cry Five is using Unreal Engine. Let me let me check something. Yeah, I'm trying to
2: fact check that.
0: What's funny? Yeah, yeah
1: no, it is already. No, it is engine. It is already.
0: Not only did I forget Devil May Cry Five came out this year, I forget I actually even owned the game. What? What? Rip me.
2: It's not perfect. I don't really like playing as V that much. I mean, it's still okay, but nowhere near as fun as Dante or Nero.
1: I thought V was actually pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, he's
2: not bad. It's just. The skill ceiling is not as high as the other two characters. It the game pretty much just hands you S ranks whenever you're playing. But then you got and you got Bloody Palace too. That's a great free addition for all three characters. It's it's a good time. It is a good solid action video game. I really enjoy it.
1: Why did, it why did I think? Why did I think it was using Unreal Engine? There must be a Capcom game that's using that. I'm trying to remember. Uh, DMC5. I thought it was that, but it, it says it's. Five is RE Engine.
3: Yeah. I was going to say that was actually a really good game, too.
1: It was between
2: that and Resident Evil for me. Resident Evil more, so. I have that one. Yeah. Both, uh.
3: Mind but, 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 but you, I, I got to say, uh, playing D- DMC 5, I love having the Mega Buster. That, yeah, that's so cool, cool. right? <laughs> You're Rip Mega Man navigating another game.
0: You oh, like having the Mega Buster? Cutscenes. Excuse me?
3: Uh <laughs> oh. Uh oh. You know. Alright. Like you'd, fan have, over like, here. You, like, like you'd like like you actually touch that game because it doesn't actually feature the blue mama. That's true. you
1: play it because you love Devil May Cry. It doesn't really make a difference. Uh, so I guess I'm left here. And, and like you said, Diego, this year was actually pretty tough. It was Devil May Cry 5, and then you, you, know, you had Resident Evil 2 Remake. But surprisingly, one game beat all of them out, and that has to be Bloodstained. Simply because I'm a big fan of Metroidvania games. And I had completely written this game off until I actually played the finished product. And I was blown away. I've played the game twice so far. I'm waiting for the DLC. This is basically a return to the formula that made Castlevania games. Except for 2 and Castlevania Lord of Shadows. So good. basically a combination of multiple Castlevania games. Castlevania 3, uh, the ones on the Game Boy, uh, the portable version, Symphony of the Night. It was just that good. And, yeah, I was blown away by it. I literally could not stop playing that game. So, yeah, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is my game so far of 2019. All right. So,
0: cool.
1: Yeah, so that said, uh, like I said, I, I'm, my week has been pretty busted, so I didn't really get a chance to talk about much. But one thing did catch my eye, and I'm pretty sure some of you guys have some opinions about that, and that was Nintendo announcing not only the Nintendo Switch Lite, but also an updated version of the Nintendo Switch with increased battery life. Now, I know some of you wanted to speak about that. So I'm going to save my my thoughts about that for last. So I'm going to leave open this up to everybody else and you guys can go ahead and talk amongst yourselves what do you think about both of those new Nintendo Switches, Switch systems. All
0: right, so I guess while Keith is being a little verklempt, we will talk amongst ourselves here. Yeah. Um so for me, Switch Lite, I don't understand why they are doing this. The, the one with the upgraded battery life, that one's been like a much you know, welcome change. We've been asking for better battery life and stuff like that for a while, but Switch Lite like, I understand you want to kill off the Nintendo 3DS but I thought the Switch already did that and if you look at the Switch, it's not exactly a massive system. You can easily, t- you know, bring this thing with you wherever you go. So I don't understand like the appeal of having the Switch Lite other than possibly just having a cheaper price point. To me, I I just think it seems absolutely pointless to have that. Uh, Just give us the uh, upgraded battery life. Hell, I mean, they should have seen this coming and just did that with the base Switch anyway without even having an upgraded model. But that's just me. Uh, I know my rant's a little bit short, but that's just how I feel about it. I mean, yeah. No need for a Switch Lite. What about you guys? Uh, Diego, as somebody
3: who's been playing Switch recently with a certain game that's been bringing up arguments in our general chat, would you like to go next?
1: Maybe he Maybe it's having technology.
3: So, I will fill in the void. Into The internet's in new houses.
1: Yeah, I will fill in the void. Uh, so, it's actually the mute switch on
3: my microphone.
1: Oh, that also does it. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, okay. W- what
2: did I say when I was muted? Uh, yeah, I'm all for the Nintendo Switch Lite. I mean, it's it's a very Nintendo thing to do, to have hardware versions like this. It's just the same thing as the DS Lite or the 2DS. This is a cheaper entry point for children who have held off on getting Switches. because I know a lot of people who only use their Nintendo Switch handheld mode and as a portable system. Um, and this is a good option for the people who don't want to go out and buy a full Nintendo Switch because they know they're never going to use it docked for the audience that bought all those Nintendo 2DSs. Um, I don't, people are calling this a successor to the 3DS, which is not. It's only half true because that's just the Switch in general. Um, this is still just a Switch. You just can't dock it. As for the new Switch revision with the battery life, I mean, it happens. That's really all I have to say on that. Not like a Switch Pro or anything. It's just they uh, made it a little more power efficient. Still the same price, still the same Nintendo Switch. The box looks a little different. All right. I gotta say on that.
3: Nothing from you, Mace. If not, I will jump in. Uh, yeah, it's like... The one with the increased battery life... Like As long as it's still the same size as everything else as the original... And, you know, uh, GameStop slash AB Games doesn't charge too much for the fucking upgrade. <laughs> uh, I'll definitely jump on that. Because it's one thing that I've had a big problem with the Switch since I got it. Was the fact that, like... I'll get into a really good gaming session... And the battery's dead. I feel like I feel like I need to keep that thing tethered to the the power cable at all times. Uh, as a switch light, uh, I don't know if I really want to go that route with it. Only because, like, yeah, I'm using a lot of ha- handheld mode recently, but I, don't, I I I still like the idea of being able to have it docked and use it as an actual gaming system, rather than just the uh, replacement for the 3ds that it really is. And yeah, anyone who's now calling the 3DS dead, dude, you're jumping on a train that left the station about four years ago.
1: All right. Well, I, I I can't really say anything about the 3DS. I've been saying that this is a 3DS killer as well. But Nintendo keeps coming back and saying, no, we're not killing it off. It still exists. So whatever. That's their it's their job to prove us wrong. Otherwise, originally with the Nintendo Switch Lite, I thought it was pretty much a waste of resources. But then I thought about it. Diego makes a good point. I have a son. And I, I purchased a 3DS from him in the past, which he promptly broke, and then we got him the 2DS, which he also broke. But I didn't feel as frustrated when he broke the 2DS, because it was a cheaper system, it, was, it didn't cost that much, and I could replace it if I wanted to. Not that I did, because he broke it, so screw him. Uh, same along, same thing with the Nintendo Switch Lite, it doesn't dock anymore, it doesn't have the, the joy con that so he can take off, which could be a good or bad thing, So and it's cheaper. So. He's got a Switch, and he only plays with it portably. He doesn't take it anywhere else. He doesn't dock it. He doesn't do anything other than play it on the go, in the bedroom, downstairs, wherever. So I think what I'll do is take his Switch and give him the Switch Lite because it's a waste for him to have the original Switch. There's no downgrading power. It's more portable. He can take wherever he wants to go. It'll fit in his pocket now. It'll fit wherever he wants to go. I think it's a pretty good idea, and I think that's what Nintendo's banking on parents and people who don't want to pay $200 for the original Switch and will easily pay the $200 for a skeleton version that does the same thing, which is basically what they did with the TDS. As far as the upgraded version of the Switch with the battery pack or the upgraded battery, I don't, I'm not feeling it to be honest with you. It's not, there's not upgraded CPU. It's not the upgraded storage. Everybody kept saying it was going to, it's just more battery life. Great for new people who are going to get a Switch fine, but if for somebody who already has one, unless you think it's broken and not on its way out, I see no reason to upgrade to this new system.
2: Yeah, a lot of people are making it out like it's a, a whole new SKU, like it's a Switch Pro or like a Switch 2 even, but it's it's, it's not. still the Nintendo Switch. They just yeah, a slight hardware. It's like whenever uh, the Game Boy Advance SP came out, then a few years later there was one with a slightly brighter screen. That's what this is. Exact same scenario. It's just slightly better hardware-wise. It's still the same system.
1: Yeah, there's no reason to run out and get it if you already have one you know if, if you if yours is dying then okay go get it other than that there's no real benefit to this great it's more efficiency or maybe it's not who knows maybe they'll put a bigger battery in, who knows they haven't really set what they're doing other than oh it runs games no longer game dependent still so all right great. I mean, it's
2: still a significant improvement over the original switch's battery life it pretty much doubles it but it's still not like big enough of a deal to be calling it like a huge hardware revision and the old switch is now obsolete which is
1: It really isn't. It really isn't. And like, for for example, in my case, I hardly take my Switch out of the dock. Yeah, me too. It's like, I don't care. Great. That's nice. Fantastic. Now, giving you a Switch with a better CPU or a better GPU or more uh, storage, and I'll consider it. But this, no thanks. I I see this as being a win for people who who will be buying a Switch. Other than that, okay, great. Both the announcements originally were, I thought were going to be huge announcements, but today they're just marginal. Okay, great. Good job, Nintendo. I
0: yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of Nintendo's, you know, par for the course, though. I mean, every time they tout a big announcement, it's not really as big as you think it is. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, these new Switches, great for someone who's just, you know, buying their first one. They have a choice. But for the people who already own one, unless you really, really want it, or you're like a hardcore collector or something. Or you're part you know, of Gate, re- Yeah. <laughs> you pretty much can pass on this and save your money exactly what i'm doing with this
1: my concern with the nintendo switch Lite is nintendo has proven that they are terrible when it comes to hardware uh joy cons is being the biggest example and now there's a lawsuit against them regarding that what happens if you get a nintendo switch Lite and your controllers are crap or they break you can't swap them off anymore you have to either get a new system or send it to nintendo to get repaired about that,
2: I mean, I'm sure build quality is going to be fine, but Joy-Con drift is like a real problem on the Nintendo Switch, and at oh, least yeah. if your real Switch has a Joy-Con drift problem, you can just get a new set of Joy-Cons or just take them off of the of the Switch, but with the light, they're they're like attached to the thing, you can't take them off, Yep. so if you get a Switch light with Joy-Con drift, that's your whole console.
1: Yep, and you gotta take it back to the store. Yeah. I wonder if
2: they're even like, standard Joy-Cons, like, jury-rate to work with that thing, or if they're like a standard controller to the switch light i'm really curious as to how they're going to do that because they have to have the same functionality but they don't have hd rumble nope. they don't have fc port they're missing they're missing something they're
1: missing, they're missing everything the IR camera they're missing that too
2: which i mean let's be real those aren't like significant features but like maybe one two switch uses those like they uh, still have rumble they don't have hd rumble and they're missing the ir camera those are like m- minor features
1: i thought they didn't have the rumble but well, then it doesn't make difference they you have can connect. regular
2: rumble just not hd i think you
1: can, and you still can connect the approach to it, so. Yeah, and
2: you can connect other JoyCons to it.
1: But that's kind of silly. Tabletop. It, it you, you, I mean, you remove the portability by doing that. It, it kind of defeats the purpose. So now you got to get a stand for it because it doesn't have a kickstand. It doesn't have a dock. What? Oh wow. I thought I had a kickstand. So it's like no, no kickstand either. So yeah, it's it's sitting in, in in between the hybrid universe once again. If you want to play it outside or in your room and you use a different controller, so the portability goes out the window. So it's like why Why do
2: this and not do this? I, I, I still think it's a good move to have a Switch Lite because there's a huge audience who only buys Nintendo handhelds, and a lot of people who only buy Nintendo handhelds, like the Game Boy and the DS and the 3DS, they see the Switch, they want it, but they think, oh I'm never going to dock it, it's a waste of money to pay 300 on this thing. Now it's just 199 and it's a dedicated handheld.
1: Oh yeah, I agree, I agree and I, I, I definitely think you'll start seeing more peripherals coming out that's going to try, like, give it a kickstand or make it, yeah, you're definitely going to see things like that. Nintendo's going to market and ride this thing to they can't no more. And again, $200 versus $200, that's going to be pretty good for kids. Uh, that's
2: a significant uh price difference.
1: It, it reminds me of, a, of just a slightly bigger uh, PlayStation Vita. Screen size is pretty much the same.
2: Yeah, but they took out the OLED screen, right? For what? The, for the Vita revision.
1: Yeah, they did. They totally did. It was not the same. I don't know why they did that. But whatever. <clears throat> Alright, gentlemen. What's the next topic?
0: Well... Some big news actually happened right before we started recording and that is uh
1: Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah,
0: Frank Pierce, co founder of Blizzard Entertainment, has left the company. So that's two down guys. Him and Mike Morheim are gone, only leaving Alan Adham left. And um yeah, if you wanted any more, you know, fuel to the Activision is taking over fire, there you go. <laughs> Blizzard is
1: screwed. Blizzard is completely and officially done. They are no longer the company they used to be, and chances are they will never be that company again.
0: No, I mean, the days where quality mattered over quantity and money-making are gone. I mean, we've seen it with all their games now. I mean, Overwatch, Hearthstone, you know, the loot box, card pack system, World of Warcraft with the store mounts, which everyone's up in arms about because it's like if you're paying a subscription to play a game, you should not have to be subjected to microtransactions especially when it comes to cosmetic stuff that you are used to getting and still are getting in the game today for free as part of that subscription package you know and a lot of people are upset about store mounts and whatnot so that's that's still something that's up in the air with you know with the community and all that stuff but you know it's it's Activision just trying to squeeze as much money out of you know Blizzard fanboys as possible and every single one of Blizzard's games are falling into that category. Yep. And now we've got the upper echelon leaving. We've had numerous developers. There's layoffs. You know, two of the co-founders are gone. This is pretty much Activision's company now. I yep, mean,
1: it is. It is. And it's, it's a damn shame because all the history of Blizzard, is just tainted. It's completely tainted.
0: Yeah, so how much longer until Alan just leaves? I mean, he's the last one. <laughs> I, I predict he's going to be gone before the end of 2019. I'm just calling it right now. He's going to be out of here. We won't have the original three in Blizzard in 2020. He's
1: probably looking at this like, well, damn, Frank is out. What am I going to do now? Right. He's probably looking at like, yeah, I I need to get out of here. Yeah. I I don't see him. uh, Maybe not this year, but definitely next year. But that's a shame because where does it leave Warcraft? Where does it leave the Warcraft uh, uh, three uh, remaster? Where does it leave anything with the Warcraft universe?
0: Oh, I you mean, know, anything Warcraft is still being handled by Ian Hazzakostas.
1: Yeah, but you you've got the people who hit, who who hit it this off in the, in the original, right? He, you know, Alan was the original guy, one of the original designers of Warcraft, War of Warcraft. Yeah, it's 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 not a good look at all.
3: And that state of affairs, when half the original people have disappeared, at least all the big decision makers, anyway.
1: Yeah, it kind of feels like. It really wasn't, but it feels like they were forced out. They looked at this and was like, you know what, screw this.
3: It, they saw the writing on the wall. They saw what Activision is doing and trying to push in on the company more and more. And they're like, okay, fine. You want it? Have it. We're done. Meanwhile, we Chris
1: Metzen's like, wow, guys.
0: What the fuck are you doing? Metzen was one of the first
3: ones out the door.
0: Metzen's actually back. Well, he came back? Well, he's back not back back. back. He's actually not part of the official bullshit team, thought he came back voice Thrall in 8.2.
1: Yeah, but I thought yeah he was just he's just freelancing. He's not back with the company. He didn't yeah. come back.
0: Freelancing—that's that's, that's yeah.
3: something completely different.
1: Yeah, he he retired and he was like, I'm done.
0: I mean, pretty much all Team Five, aka the Hearthstone team, pieced out. I mean, poor Dave Kosak's over there trying to hold down the ship All Ben Brode and Hamilton Chu and all the other guys just went off and had themselves some second dinner. But yeah, it's the sad state of affairs over at uh, Blizzard Entertainment these days.
1: You know, the writing was on a wall. People figured this was gonna happen eventually when Activision got involved, because this is what happens when Activision gets involved with shit. Quality goes down, it's nothing about money, or nothing but money, excuse me. Look at Bungie. Bungie got picked up by Activision, and Destiny was like, <laughs> forget it. They finally wise up and broke away. And now they're doing what the fans want, and Destiny 2 is gaining some more traction. and they're getting the expansions that people want to play, and it's becoming a better game. They're doing the things that they want to do. They're not listening to, you know, another company above them saying, well, we want this because this is going to bring us more money. We're getting pissed off because your game didn't bring us enough money. Can you imagine what they're saying about World of Warcraft right now? The scriptures
3: are going down. We need more money. What are you going to do? Let's put microtransactions in the game. They'll love that. Let's force people to buy six months because we can give them a mount. Damn, yeah, pretty much.
1: Well, you can forget about anything super big coming out of that company once the other big people are gone. Put it that way. At least for Warcraft. Or anything. Anything. It'll just be another company that gets absorbed by Activision and maybe another four, five, six years they just... Oh, Blizzard? That company's gone by. Blizzard. that will be, be a damn shame. You, get, you either get picked up by EA and you get destroyed or you get picked up by Activision and you get destroyed.
3: Could be worse. They could have got bought by Microsoft.
1: You know, I would have said Microsoft. Oh, Microsoft knew its own pretty good. They're giving the companies free reign, do what they want to do. They're giving them money to do what they want to do. Couldn't hurt them anymore. But I, I'd rather be I'd rather be owned by Microsoft than uh, than Activision right now or EA because you know they'll just pick you up and spend all their shit on influencers and say, oh fuck you, we don't need you. Bye.
3: Yeah, but they see that as good business practice. Sure, they do. They don't understand why they're the most hated one of the most hated companies in America. That's... It knows
1: one of the hated companies in the freaking world. That's that's on them. Whatever. I I I don't want to talk about them. So so yeah. All right. That was enough sad news. Let me do this so I know where to stop this. Where I can fix this. Uh, what do we got last, sirs? I know you wanted to talk about some toys, man. Yeah,
3: because you know San Diego Comic Con is 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 a thing, and besides, like all the movie trailers coming out at once. Like, you know, Jay and Silent Bob's reboot trailer or whatever they called it. Uh, the sequel to... Well, It Part 2. Top Gun 2. Top Gun 2. Is it Top Gun 2 or 3? 2. 2? Two? Because when... They... Oh, no, I'm thinking Hot Shots. Uh, <laughs> and, like, all these other movie trailers start to come in as well. The Witcher,
1: We've got called... the Witcher one, finally.
3: Yeah, Witcher... Witcher, which everybody's going Gaga over. Yeah, good for you. As... This is actually happening. The uh, Ducktales season three panel has. Been-
1: I just saw that they were talking about that in the channel. Yep.
3: Like, oh my god, they're doing episode crossovers with like Tailspin, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, Daisy Duck is actually showing up in a Darkwing Returns with Goslin.
1: You know, and uh, it's about the, the, the freaking
3: puzzles rock up. It's like, uh, some of the designs are just absolutely fucking brilliant. I love it.
1: I'm so happy that Darkwing Duck is coming. So damn happy.
3: That, that final episode in Season 2 was just absolute friggin' perfection for, for a Darkwing Duck homage. It was... Absolutely love that episode. I'm glad they're bringing it back for Season 3. But uh, the other big thing is... by Because, you know, we, Toys on a Tuesday was a thing for a while.
1: We gotta bring that back. But you totally missed but, that segue. You know, <laughs> that... Oh. Toys being big, that Unicron, yeah. holy
3: shit. Okay, alright, well, well, we'll start with the, the Unicron, shall we? Oh my god. Because we're both gushing over this thing.
1: I'm not gushing over that damn price.
3: Well, that's true. Uh, for those of you who don't really understand what's going on, uh, Hasbro, under the HasLab label, which is sort of a, a crowdfunding, we need to e- hit X amounts of units before we'll actually ship this thing pre-order now. Uh... They are doing Unicron from the 1986 Transformers movie. A lot of you have probably seen there going, well, I've got my Armada version. Yeah, you can throw that in the bin. That, that's Baby's first Transformer compared to this thing. Uh, I can't remember. Have you got the specs on it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. What's the,
3: it's, like, it's a massive figure. It's something like...
1: It's over two feet tall in human mode with 50 points of articulation. Including adjustable eyes, it's got when it's planet mode, it's got a 30 inch diameter. You need a stand to keep the thing upright because it's so damn heavy.
3: Yeah, like this thing is fucking massive, and it is detailed to all hell. Like it looks like they've just taken the animation straight out of the cells and just yeah, like absolute perfect replica. Like this is this is the Unicron toy that all us Transformers fans and collectors have dreamed about.
1: I don't know if this thing's going to get made, man. I'm looking well, over the head. They,
3: a heads- they, they but, want they want something what was it? I think it's $549 American. They and they and they want 8,000 pre-orders.
1: They want $574.99 American.
3: Yeah, and I, think it's, I think it's something like ridiculous like 8,000 pre-orders before Yeah, the
1: they want 8,000 before where is it? Where is it? Start, I'm, I'm uh, at the page before Oh, you before August thirty first.
3: So the end of August. Yeah. Do they have a tally of what's they have been ordered so far? Fifteen hundred and three backers out of eight thousand. Yeah, this this thing's not gonna get done, which is, which is a shame because it is such a beautiful figure.
1: I mean, you yeah, know, that, once that, the hype that, is that, over,
3: that that collect that is a collector's piece for sure.
1: Once San Diego Comic Con hype is over, yeah, this thing's to... I mean, uh, it I'll be surprised if it gets halfway. That's just too much money. That's yeah, half a quite,
3: thousand I'm, dollars. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at conversion costs. Like, this the worst thing about being Australia, as we mentioned at the start of the show when I was bitching about it, was Australian costs are like insane. So, for, I'm looking at about 800 Australian if I was to put in on this thing, and that's not including shipping. And for something this size, we're probably looking about another 100 bucks Australian just in shipping. And yeah, it's, I, I want it, I really do. But that's like three quarters of my rent, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really ridiculous. I, it's, it's too much money. It's just too much money. That's the problem. If it was, say, I'd say, say $400. I could see that. That's a little more reasonable. But this is, no, it's just.
3: Well, you take you a take look like scale-wise, being a two-foot two foot tall figure, that's the same as the, um, the original Devastator they brought out.
1: No, it was way bigger and,
3: and, than that. And the, and the Metroplex.
1: I would, no, I would those say it's a wrong... the wrong... Metroplex was actually small. It's about the size of uh, uh, Fortress Maximus.
3: Yeah, that's the one. It was one or the other, Fortress Maximus or Metroplex. But, like, those were reasonably priced. Like, Australian-wise, those went for about $300. I could I could happily pay that for, that, for this type of thing. I'm not paying $800 for something that I'm not really going to... Like it's all it's really gonna do is stand on my shelf and look over my lounge room, going, know, yeah, I could eat this planet."
1: I mean, even the uh, the Fortress Maximus Titan returns was like a buck fifty. This this is a passion product because fact, Fortress Maximus is two feet something. This is a a passion product that they want to have done, but they don't have the funding. It's pretty much like when it's seals, or somebody's like, "You know what? If you get the funding, we'll go ahead and do it. Otherwise, no." Which, again, is a damn shame, because this needs to be, it needs, like you said.
3: I I, I, hope they, I hope they go sort of, like, at the end of it all, they just go, you know what, screw it. We're going to make it anyway, and we'll make it, like, do do like they usually do, and do, like, say it's a, a Target exclusive or something like that, and, and limit it to those 8,000 units. But just produce them anyway, and just put them out at retail.
1: Anywho, that's nice. What other toys are we looking at at San Diego or Comic-Con? I know there's a couple others you are looking at.
3: Oh, I've been looking at a lot of things. Uh, that Omega Supreme. That yeah. You've had a pre-order for a while. Uh, they keep
1: moving They keep awesome. moving the pre-order. They, they keep moving it. They keep moving it. And it's like, God darn it. What are you doing? Because it was supposed to be released in July. And then it got pushed back to August. And now it's October. And I'm just getting to the point like, are you guys going to eventually cancel my pre-order? Because I'll be really upset if you do that. I've had a pre-order for quite some time. Yeah, ho-
3: hopefully they don't, because, again, that's another one that's looking absolutely awesome. Uh, one big thing I've noticed with the toy section of San Diego Comic-Con this year, the two big sort of resurgence lines uh He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Like A lot of companies besides uh, Super 7 who, are, who basically hold the license after Mattel went, well, fuck this. Um, even, well, actually, Mattel's actually gone back into it as well. They're doing an Origins line, which looks very much like the original figures, but with more articulation, better weapons, better sculpts, etc. And these things have been looking absolutely brilliant. Like they've recently just revealed Man at Arms, Beast Man. Uh, they had a Ascension Comic Con exclusive, Evil Lin. and of course you're getting He-Man, Skull Tortilla, and all that as well. But not only do, do you get sort of the like the '80s reissue updates. They're doing like some really good crossover stuff as well in the well in the He-Man line. Anyway, uh, I noticed that they're doing a something that I I don't know if it works, but it, when you see it, it actually does. That they're doing a crossover between Masters of the Universe and the WWE.
1: Um, uh, I I guess it could work. I suppose. It's I don't know. A,
3: it, it's one of those things that you really have to go and have a look at. And, and to be honest, if you're going to go look at anything and you want good quality pictures from San Diego Comic-Con, uh, go to toyark.com. They cover everything and their photos are absolutely spectacular. Uh, they've got the crossover figures for this, this uh, Masters of the Universe WWE thing. And it's like you've got John Cena as He-Man, which we sort of expected. Finn Balor's sort of like Man. You've got uh ultimate warrior is like a shaman style figure for some reason sting has um like crab claws for some reason i have no fucking idea but like they have a castle skull style ring and everything It's I, i'm looking at it i'm going yeah I, c- I could i could buy these if they ever come to australia which they probably won't
1: i feel so sorry for you man You keep looking at these things, you're like, they're never going to come over here, and it it costs so much.
3: Since the closure of Toys R Us, it is so hard to find these things outside of collector's stores. Speaking of that, I'll talk... They charge an arm and a fucking leg for everything.
1: I'll talk about that after, but Toys R Us is coming back.
3: Yeah, so I've heard. Thank God for that.
1: But I think think it's only coming back for now in um, the United States they are coming back
3: I've heard worldwide that's great that'd be great news but uh but yeah sort of with more crossover things it seems that like WWE seems to be the big crossover thing to do at the moment because the, the other one the other one I don't know why it's like their characters seem to fit into just about any pop culture medium by the sounds of things at least uh having a look at the crossover between WWE and Ghostbusters
1: Man, looking at all this stuff at Toy York, I'm like, maybe I should go to New York Comic Con after all.
3: You should. You should. Because if, uh, from what I was watching, uh, Pixel Dan on YouTube, and Oh, some good
1: of, old Pixel. I haven't watched that channel in a in, while. Into,
3: into the last like little bit that I wanted to speak about, the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line, which is the other line that seems to be all over the place at San Diego Comic Con. It's turtles everywhere. Like considering that, like the I think next year is the original 1990 movie thirtieth uh, release. Like it seems that we're gearing up for a new realm of like turtle re-releases. Well, that's not so sort of re-releases, but like new releases. NECA is leading the way with these things with uh, Turtles in Time. Uh, if anybody sort of had a look at last couple of years at San Diego Comic Con, they would notice that turtle figures. They've done it as special uh, two-packs, which were, ended up being available through Target. It's the toys done up to look like the old 8-bit games. Which are, they, look, are they on a Toy York website as well? They are indeed. Uh, this, this, time, this time around, it's uh, they're doing the Turtles in Time, Wave 1, because they've already got like the main four Turtles out and everything else. Um, but it's like you get Turtles with the hoverboards from the, uh, the bonus level in Turtles in Time foot soldier you get a foot soldier one and you also have slash done up as the 8-bit pixel so all all it is is really that the painting on this on the figures is done up in that blocky 8-bit styling but it works really really well and these things have been selling like hotcakes all over the place so i'm quite happy to see those uh getting more releases and it seems that the focus at the moment is the turtles in time wave one Leading into the no, the good old 1980s Turtles figures. Now, these are brand new sculpts with sort of a, a more focus on getting to look like the cartoon.
1: Oh, my God. I'm but, sorry. I didn't mean to gasp in your thing. I just saw something on Toy York. Oh, my God.
3: Well, I'll just sort of finish up talking about it. Like, they're, they're bringing out a Foot Soldier 4-pack. So, you get your little army builder. But one of them is from the episode where they actually upped the intelligence of one of the foot soldiers and became Foot Soldier Alpha with like the, the uh, Darth Vader respirator mask and all that type of shit. It actually looks extremely good. Uh, they also did... They've done the four turtles along with Krang, Shreddo, and I think it was just Stetner Foot Soldiers which one of them actually comes with the, uh, the security cap from episode one. They've done a cartoon accurate April O'Neil for the first time. Wow! A cartoon accurate Casey Jones, and like the lining that they've done on them, it's sort of that cell shaded look with the nice with the thick black lines and everything. So it looks like they're just sort of just pulled animation cells. And they, these things look absolutely gorgeous. Uh, they've also done Beam Up and Rocksteady. They've done the oh, what they call it? was it the Robbie Robots that you see in the, the cartoon, the little one-wheeled things from episode one that had the, the whips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shock the turtles also appear in the car, in the, uh, the arcade game as well. They've got those. Uh, they've brought out Leatherhead, Crane, Shredder. Uh, they just revealed yesterday, Metalhead. And as someone who's been a big fan of the Metalhead toy, I want this. I want this. It's like, got to get it, got to get it. And uh, the other reveal that they had was a cartoon accurate Slash, which, if anybody who actually remembers the cartoon version, Slash was not a mutated turtle like the other ones. He comes from a planet of turtles, so they so he's sort of more sci-fi looking than he is in like the original toy and all that. Uh, like these things are just absolutely brilliant. I. Again, it's like, I want them, but it's one of those things of, like, I don't know if they're ever going to come to Australia because they cost a small fortune. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm just looking at all this stuff. This is ridiculous stuff there. Like, I, I'm I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed mostly because, like, I looked up the... They did them in two packs. So, you had, like, Leonardo, Shredder. I think it was Raphael and Krang. And, and uh, Donatello and Michelangelo came to the foot soldier age. Oh, these things... In Target, you might be able to pick them up for I think it was like forty nine ninety nine or something. Australian, I can only find them on collector sites, and they want one hundred and twenty dollars a piece. I'm like, I want them, but I don't want to pay those prices. I'm happy to pay fifty, sixty dollars for these things, but of course, they're not going to come to Australia. And if they do, they're going to end up being popping up on a shelf for a couple of weeks, and then being and then disappear.
1: I'm, I'm going to say, is, unfortunately... a limited
3: run release. And that's what shits me up the fucking wall about them.
1: That's one of the biggest issues and has always been one of the biggest issues with toy collecting in different countries. It sucks. Just like there's some toys in Europe and Japan that I would love to get, but they cause Armour Lake to get over here. And it's like, forget about it. I just won't do it. Oh,
3: man. Don't, don't, don't get me started on the Japanese stuff. I saw... <laughs> See? Uh, I saw... What was it? Um, it was... Uh, Kikubashio or something. They're uh, bringing it out the, the vehicle, what we know as Vehicle Voltron.
1: Yep, I just linked it in the channel.
3: Yep. I, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, I want that, and then I'm like, no, that's going to cost a small fortune, even with the fact that I have a friend in Japan who can buy it at retail. It's,
1: it's 38,500 yen, which comes out to like
3: 38, thirty-eight five. that's about 110 Australian.
1: Well, it's 200... Three, it's uh, uh five hundred. So they're saying it's about three fifty USD. It's expensive.
3: Yeah, it's, that, that's. But yeah, Tamashii Nations, that was it. Yeah, yeah. But, but it like, has all oh, the
1: vehicles, all the vehicles, all the all the weapons with the vehicles. Fully, it can be fully assembled. Uh, Fifteen vehicles. <sighs> this is the stuff of dream.
3: Like I haven't. I haven't seen like I used to own a smaller version of this, the die-cast one that didn't transform. No, 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 no. These were little, like, actually these were like little rubber ones. Oh, uh, I remember and, and those. They, and, they, and, they, and they actually transformed, and you could actually lock yeah. them in to become the full proper robot. I remember those. I had one as well. Uh, yeah, I had the full set of them, and like to see this it just reminds me of that, and the fact that they can all interlock properly. To create the robot once again is like, oh, I want this. It's it's basically start saving up. It's basically, what I, it is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm now a poor student. Pre-orders
1: open up. And... Wait, so the pre-orders already opened up, right? Yeah. So you know what? No the bad thing about these things also are. Certain companies like this one, when they do pre-orders and they they're done, that's it. They don't make them again. Yep. The prints no, really done. Wasn't. And trying to find them online is like a small fortune.
3: Yep, yeah, that's that's why I'm glad I've got my little sets of like Power Rangers and Sailor Moon for the Tomashi Nations uh, SH figure outline. Because I can resell those for a lot of money right now.
1: I'm just taking a glance. The pre order stopped in June. I just wanna see it. Holy five hundred and ninety nine dollars? Six hundred dollars? Yeah, you can keep that bro. I ain't buying that off of you. That's not
3: happening. Yeah, that's been a bit been a, been full on, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, folks, we're geeking out on toys. It, it happens.
3: Oh, look, I, I'm definitely, like, there's stuff that I wish I could buy, but, like, San Diego Comic-Con is that, you know, ultimate wish list of, if i won, like, we recently had a $110 million lottery draw here last Thursday... And unfortunately I didn't win it If I had won it, I'd be flying over to San Diego Comic Con Just going, here, have money, here, have money Here, have money, have money Because I'm looking at um, Iron Studios Is doing, for the first time In like, fucking forever uh, A one-tenth Scale replica Of the 1989 Batmobile toy Complete what? with the Batman figure
1: Yeah, you just start looking at these things though. You're gonna go crazy
3: Oh, I'm. A, I I go crazy every year, like looking over this shit. It's like that. That's that's why I wish that like I had the money to fly over to the U.S. to attend these conventions. You know, like like you you want to go to New York Comic Con, dude? Go to New York Comic Con.
1: I'm just go, looking go, at
3: go, go talk to these guys, man.
1: Yeah, I know. I just hate going to New York Comic Con because I either got to get a hotel in New York or I got to commute back and forth every day. I don't go stay at my friend my uh, my wife's family anymore because. One, it feels like I'm imposing, and two, it's like, I don't want to deal with your crap. I just want to go do what I need to do and call
3: it a day. (sighs) But, yeah, it's like, this is this is absolute torture for a toy collector. But then again, it's like, also movie fans are being dragged through it as well with all the trailers that are coming out and stuff like that. Of course, we're not hearing much about the other stuff outside of actual releases, because, you know... The lovely thing about San Diego Comic Con is they like to release a lot of trailers and footage and everything else, but it's behind closed doors, you can't have your mobiles, and if you leak footage, they kick you out, rah, 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 Exclusivity, exclusivity for something that should be public anyway.
1: That's how they get the people to, you know, the views and the hype.
3: The only way to do it. Yeah, and then they go and go, hey, you've got a YouTube channel with 100 likes. You can come and join our exclusive panels.
1: Somebody sounds a little frustrated. Yeah. Oh no,
3: no, no. We actually, we actually um, scored a win in that little war the other day. At oh least really? Here in Australia, um, Instagram is trialling a system where they're going to hide uh, people's likes on posts. Like you can still, you can still view who liked your post. Companies still have access to the data, but you personally cannot see. How many likes you get on a photo, on a story, or whatever, so that way it's supposed to take the pressure off getting likes and actually creating proper content. Yeah, that's not going to fly. Which, which means a lot of a lot of the insta whores are going to start failing.
1: I don't see that working out too well before somebody gets that reverted. They need the likes. They want the likes. That's the big thing. The likes drives everything.
3: Yeah, well, that, that's that's sort of where I I have the biggest issue with a lot of things, like people going to influencers rather than media. Because they're they're going they're chasing those likes and everything. But they don't realize that media will actually bring them a lot more attention than an influencer would who looks at their shit for two seconds. But that's a topic for another day.
1: That's a topic for another day. Alright folks, I'm going to wrap it up. i got to go take care of some live stuff here. Any, any final thoughts here before we uh, say goodbye for tonight?
0: I'm just happy that Comic-Con showed off a clip from an episode of Season 4 of Rick and Morty. That made my night.
3: I'm looking at it. Least, least Rick and Morty is actually real again?
0: Yeah, new season's coming in November. Diego, final thoughts?
3: Make sure you're uh, not muted. Oh,
2: there
1: he goes. There yeah, he is. Yeah, no, I'm,
2: I'm here. Just, uh, go check out my Ultimate Alliance review whenever I get it up tonight.
1: Well, it'll be you, they won't hear this until...
2: Then it's already up. Go read it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go read it. By the power of the future, it is up. Read it.
1: Damn it, Mace. Look at all these toys from Comic-Con. Darn it.
0: And that's Keith's final thought. Instant I regret.
1: I don't have any money. I am broke now. I'll hey, be broke regret. for some time.
0: Full of regret.
1: Oh, yeah. uh,
3: I don't regret anything. God
1: damn
0: it.
3: My, my, my final <laughs> thought. Dude. I like how he but, falls
1: but
0: my, it up with a god damn it. My
3: final thought for tonight. What the fuck is the cat's trailer? <laughs> no,
1: so no, 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 no. Let's not do that. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. I need the eye bleach Oh my god That trailer is so damn bad I don't know who thought this was a good idea This is not good I don't think anybody likes this trailer
3: he no, does
1: Make YouTube. How many likes does it get? 55,000 likes and 112,000 dislikes.
0: I think this sounds like a good topic For the Cine Analyst podcast Go nuts on that God this is
1: so <laughs> bad but you know what? The people that like it are probably the furries. Going, hey, this is great.
3: Oh no, the furries have actually been apologizing for this crap.
0: Wow, furries apologizing? Yes. Is this yes. 2019? I guess so. Oh, While well, Keith looks up that cat's trailer and becomes even more regretful and mortified. I'm not looking at it. He's I'm totally not... looking at it. Don't, I'm looking don't, at don't, these
1: Transformers that I, I, I can't get.
0: Transformers is a code word for cats. He's looking at that trailer right cats. now. Cats. With that being really, said, really ladies like and gentlemen... Cats. Cats. Thank you once again for joining us here on another episode of Spectator Mode. We will catch you next week. And for Keith, who, by the way, is watching the Cats trailer. I freaking hate cats, man. And Carl. I'm We're saying Godspeed to all you out there in Radio Land. Go watch the Cats trailer.
1: I don't even own a cat. Goddamn cat.